Hey guys, first off, appreciate all of you following, whether you're watching or listening to The Real Word. Uh, on this episode, around the seven and a half minute mark, we had an audio failure. So we're going to let this fly. It's the realest show in real estate. We keep it real. We never do a second take, but I do want to make you aware around the seven and a half minute mark, there is a difference in the audio quality. Uh, but again, appreciate you guys listening and hope you enjoy the show. The individual, individual. 1099 agent is dead. That that game is over, folks. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 142 of The Real Word. Word is up. Word is up. I hope I, I get it right. I mean, we just went through the we whole... We did. We had to watch a video before we went on. To make sure I get one name right. Well, and, Apple's uh, wrong, right? And you Apple it. He, is, he has been trending the last couple of years as one of the top real estate advisors. Mm -hmm. And uh, Inman certainly is very well connected with him. We've got an opinion piece from Mike did Del Pretty. Did this table go down? I feel mm, taller today. I don't know. You look taller. I feel Maybe that. it's all the working out i don't know i feel like the table's You're growing mike del Preti, inman piece zillow hiring agents is the mega trend you can't afford to ignore mm -hmm. we touched on this last episode go back if you did not see episode 141 uh, i want to just focus in on what he said here that you can't ignore it there are some agents that are saying forget about zillow don't worry about zillow just go and do your job, bring more value to agents. Well, we were sort of preaching that. We've been preaching that though too. We've always been preaching, build your brand, build your brand, yes. build your brand. At the same time, over 25% of our team sales have come from Zillow. That is very true. Right, so, so we're playing both ends, uh, ends here. But he's saying, ignore it at your own risk, mm -hmm. meaning you should know exactly what they're doing. You should be paying attention. Some, But there are people that believe paying attention to this. We always pay attention to what's going on. There mm -hmm. are some agents and brokers that believe paying attention to Zillow is nothing more than a distraction and you're going to do less deals if you just wrap yourself up in all the drama of what they're doing. Well, I don't I believe that. I never know. And I think the other problem is, too, is I think that that a lot of agents also feel like if they make enough noise that maybe Zillow will eventually just go away. But we found that to not be true. I mean, remember our episode one, like episode. Mm. I mean, we've been talking about this since episode 142 one. episodes. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Have we even heard from him? I forget his name. That was uh, Greg, you know. I don't, but I do you know. know the name. You know, Greg. You know the name. Uh, the Stop Zillow. Name. I mean, this has been yeah. going on. It's been, I mean, we've been talking about this for three years. Uh, there have been so many, I mean, there, he, he put millions of dollars and recruited people to try and stop Zillow. Again, like making noise and then complaining about it on Facebook that like it's Zillow, it's Zillow. They're like, is not changing Greg their trajectory. Hague. Greg Haig. Look at when you type in stop Zillow, oh, look, Greg, we come, up. we come up episode 12. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. Enough of uh, the But anyway, lane. Greg was great. I mean, that was a great trip. But again, it th we've been talking about this for three so, years. So to Greg's... Um, defense and we've debated greg and and others have as well you know he thought zillow was such a threat years ago to the industry i mean we're going back now three years plus and he started to stop zillow even even 
before that. Yeah. He thought it was such a threat to the everyday real estate agent that to your point, he put money, his own money and an investor's money yeah. behind this app that never really went anywhere. Right. I guess where you have to give Greg even more credit, though, is that instead of just making noise, though, like he actually went into action. He tried yeah. to counteract what Zillow was doing. Unfortunately, it was unsuccessful. But again, I, I mean, you do have to sort of give him praise for at least trying to to offer out an alternative to consumers. And he, and he was paying attention. He is a top when we're talking about Greg going all the way back to him. Right well. He, he is a, a top producer in his market in Arizona and been for years, decades. Uh, here's what Mike says, Mike, Mike Del Preti. Mm-hmm. The industry is moving so slow, you can look around and think nothing is changing. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't right. it seem like in a hot market sometimes nothing is changing? I'm getting referrals from my sphere, from my community. Mm-hmm. Or get caught up in the hype and think everything is changing. That's where people say, why do you even focus on Redfin Zillow? Uh, realtor move, all these, you know, uh, rocket loans, all these different things that are disruptors, open door. Why do you pay attention to them? You're getting wrapped up in that. Nothing is changing, right? That's why now more than ever before is the time to stay informed, understand the scope of change and react appropriately. Love that advice from Mike. Agents as employees, Zillow's move is a clear reflection of a mega trend in real estate agents as employees. He references a uh, model pioneered by Redfin, Agent Efficiency 2019. We've got to put that up mm-hmm. right here. Agent Efficiency 2019 shows Douglas Element agents, and, and there's all these little blue dots, right? Mm-hmm. Douglas Element agents down around 4 million, Compass 8 million. Uh, Remax somewhere between the four and six million mark. They've got the transactions per agent. So Remax agents are at about transactions, you know, right. twenty transactions per agent. Douglas Elliman less than five, but you know they're doing a higher end. So it's four million in production. Uh, Compass over at about eight million in production. You've got uh, a couple of Sotheby's brands in that ten million of production, and then all the way at the very end of this chart is Redfin agents, which are employees doing 20 million in volume at 35 transactions higher than any of the brokerage names that you know. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that full-time employees, W-2 employees are more productive and better than 1090 real estate independent contractor agents? Is that what it means? Full-time salaried agents also lead to a higher attach rates for services such as mortgage and title. We know all of the big brokerages want more of that. Of course. Well, that's where, that's where the money is. The money's right? in the mortgage. The money's not in real estate. Next-gen brokerage models such as Orchard and Homey, which also employ agents, are seeing mortgage attach rates of 80-plus percent. I know brokers that just talk about if I could get my agents to give me 30 to 40 percent attach of, rate. I've never heard of Homey. Uh, we, yeah, well, I think we talked about homey. Have we? Yeah. I feel like I want to work at homey. They're a new one. <laughs> They're a new one. <laughs> uh, Zillow and Redfin are not alone. Other disruptors, including Open Door and OfferPad, are hiring agents for new brokerage service. So basically, when you look at all these disruptors and you you put together their values and, and the money that they have behind them, the investments that they have behind them, it's nearly $35 billion in enterprise 
value pushing in this direction. Zillow. Well, it's the only, but it's the only other to direction that. to go, though. So, I mean, again, either you're a 1099 or you're double. T- I mean, it's really the only other direction for the industry to go. Is it successful? I don't know. I don't know that I would be much more productive if if, if I was getting a paycheck. I mean, I've been a paid well, employee before. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, not not particularly you, right? But when you think about take agents, yourself out of it, I when you, sit, when you line up a hundred agents yes. and okay. you and you look at a hundred agents and just think of think of a hundred agents that you know, you know a hundred agents. Maybe you definitely do. You know a hundred. Think about them. Picture yes. them in your head. Yes. Everybody can do this with us. Picture a hundred agents in your marketplace. Like line them up against a wall. What percentage of those hundred? Are working a full forty hours a week? Probably not many. Well, they probably well, it's the wrong less things. than fifty percent, over fifty percent. Forty hours a week. It's, forty hours. It's legit forty. No, no, no. There's zero chance over. Well, 50%. they're also letting themselves get bogged down with all of the noise. So I think that that's why it's a little bit more efficient because you're you're given a task to to to, to do and you're not getting a call and being distracted. The noise is in their own head. They're getting bogged down by having this freedom of schedule. And and the big commission check can erase some of the inefficiencies in individual agents. And the individual agent is the most inefficient thing in real estate. I'm wildly inefficient. Like, I know that. You're part of a team which kind of covers some of those inefficiencies. right? Right. Right. I mean, I still could be much more efficient, but I don't know that if I was getting a paycheck... Maybe I'd be, I can't even say I'd be more efficient. I feel like I'd just be like, I'd like lose my drive to want to do more business. But you're also an entrepreneur. You'd probably go find another business as opposed to being a W-2. You are a top producer. So take yourself out of it. But you look at all the other agents who are not top producers. Right. Or all those people are like, oh, I've been thinking about getting in real estate. And then you're like, well, like you need to quit your job. And like, they're like, oh, I can't afford to do that. I mean, this would be the perfect opportunity, I guess, for them. And just becoming an employee again. I mean, Redfin, it, it's a, we'll, we'll put it up here one more time here. The agent efficiency model. Redfin's way at the end yes. of the other end of the spectrum there and uh, beating every single brokerage model that pays their agents 100% commission. There was an interesting uh, question in here. If you look at, I got to find it. How much would it take basically to pay? Agents as employees, is it like a hundred thousand to do the thirty-five transactions and, and twenty million? Is it two hundred thousand? Is it four hundred thousand? Well, I think most agents would be thrilled to make a hundred thousand dollars. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so if you just throw that low number, which yeah. wouldn't be very thrilling for us. No, right? but if you take that lower number, you take some people who aren't producing, and you say, "Well, you just got to show up forty hours a week, and you know you're only going to do." rotating weekends every other week you have to do the weekends and you're going to make a guaranteed a hundred thousand there's going to be some incentives you can go from there how many agents right now would give up their 1099 what is very interesting though too is that i feel like it's sort of like a like an admin though right you hire an admin to help you or 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 a um like an assistant, but you require them to be licensed because it makes the most sense, right? Because then they could do open houses for you. They could talk to people on the phone. They always sort of get to that like two, three year mark where they then start like computing maybe how much more they could make. I mean, I wonder how long these employees actually would stay employees because mm-hmm. then they're realizing, well, I'm doing 35 transactions at a hundred thousand dollars. Right. I don't know. If you look through the comments, it is. It's lengthy. They're lengthy. They are. And they are highly confused comments. 
I mean, they're talking about video stores and travel agents. Those are $3 purchases and one week stays. Ours is a service. The client is making the biggest financial decision of their lives. And we've said that here too. Like they are, they're making the biggest financial decision. But if they have an employee offering better value, offering better service than the individual 1099 agent can, they will over time continue to use the employee model services. The Redfin. And by the way, Redfin, Nicole? Yes. Redfin stock is sitting at, as we do this right now, about $54. That's up quite a bit. Quite over a the bit. Last five years. I mean, just in the last year, it has well, accelerated. Well, just in the last six months. In the last six months. I mean, if you go down to, I mean, right before COVID, it was in the 30s. And then obviously everything dropped in, in, in March. So it went right. down to about Ooh, 10. That's when we should have bought. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, and now it's all the way up to 54, 35. And so Redfin's doing something right. They, they continue to take market share. And the numbers speak for itself how much production their agent employees are you know, doing. We should do a survey. I feel like I bet you consumers, like if we just ask people, just like if we were just like ask on Facebook, like I wonder if, if, if consumers would feel like they were actually not I don't want to use the word actually, but would feel like we had their interests more like we, we were you know what I mean? Are you following? Mm-hmm. Um if we were an employee instead of being driven by the commission. Like I wonder, you know, because how many buyers now are going on Zillow? But there no matter I feel like it takes a little while for them to start trusting you, which is normal, right? But I'm wondering if they would have immediate trust knowing that you were getting paid kind of regardless of whether that deal closed or not. Right. Because I, I think a lot of buyers, especially like, again, I know we talked about dual agency and this would obviously sort of eliminate a little bit of that too. Like, you know, if, especially if you're working both sides, like, are you now bullying me into buying it? Or are you bullying me into staying in this deal? Because like, now you're out, like... 20G, because you're not getting both sides, you know? Right. Well, I wonder how the consumer would feel. Maybe the consumer would prefer, like, a a, a paid employee as opposed to somebody. Consumer is going to gravitate towards the best service every single time, always and forever. I'll tell you what. Well, let's take service out of it. Like, I'm curious, you know? I guess it's kind of hard to take service out of it. Yeah, well, I mean, from the consumer's eyes, that's all they're going to care about. No, I hear you. Who's going to provide me the best outcome for my desired goal? Right. I'll tell you, though, what is absolutely But dead. it could also be skewed. They could also then think that they're not getting as good of service because you're being driven by the commission. So it also has a lot to do with, like, a consumer's, like, sort of impression of the situation, mm-hmm. though, too. Like, my experience is always going to be different than your experience because of what's going well, on in my head. I don't think agents are thinking too much about the commission. I think they're, they're always trying to find something I they want to work with. I don't think that they are either, but I'm saying con- but consumers think that we are. I mean, uh... That's what I mean. I don't think consumers you are don't? thinking about it. No, I don't. Mm. I don't think they're thinking about it at all. Unless it's a impossible house to sell and the seller's trying to motivate you. I'm talking about you. buyers, though. Yeah. Uh, the buyers, I don't think, are thinking about the commission at all. Huh. I think they're working with who they like or the first person they meet. Hmm. And the stats show that. That buyers are going to work 70% of the time with the first person they meet. They don't even care. No, I hear, I'm hearing that. I guess I'm just, but I guess I'm just wondering, there must be at some point during the negotiation, if it's an inspection or, you know, like negotiating up or down, whatever, that they're like, I would think that at some point they were thinking, are they working in my best interest or are they working, you know, to get paid or are they keeping me in this deal oh, oh, wait, because there, they want to get paid? There's that thought. That's what I mean. Sure. That's yes. what I mean. Oh, so yeah. I, so oh, again, yeah. my point is, is like, I wonder if then a consumer would rather just someone being a paid employee because they know that they're getting a paycheck, whether that deal closes or not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They are definitely questioning 
Yeah. Multiple motives throughout that scenario. So even if they were getting the best service, part of them are 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 not even believing that they're getting the right mm. service because yeah, potentially, yeah. Because you're always worried about like, are they getting paid? Or again, something comes up during a home inspection. All of a sudden, it's the agent's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one statement I'm willing to make. The individual, individual, 1099 agent is dead. That that game is over, folks. If you're not part of a team, uh, then maybe potentially in the future, not part of one of these employee models, where if you're just an individual agent, you will not be able to make a living in this industry five years from today. So that's something big brokerages need to figure out because I just don't believe you're going to have what you've had for the last 30, 40 years individual 1099ers sitting around on floor time, not getting the skills that they need to improve, not caring enough about the industry, just waiting for their well, name to sell. The brokerage, work. though, would certainly care a lot more about making sure these people are actually yeah. getting trained, too, because if yeah. they're not, you have then they have to fire them and start all over again. If I'm an individual agent right now, I'm paying attention to this very closely. I'm figuring out how to start or become part of a team because... The next step for you is you're going to be a Redfin employee, all right? Love you, individual agents, by the way. It's just the writing is on the wall, okay? All right, racket number two. It's getting warm in this room, isn't it? Uh, What's up with that? See any sweating over here? Is it, always the, is it always the no. winter when like, the heat's on? Yeah, this is an airtight building. Important well, group development, airtight. All right. Yeah, no windows. We've got a Connecticut article here. We had to. uh, It's not just Connecticut though. I think that it's, I think that these are really interesting and important conversations. Yeah. And this, and this talks about all kinds of different states. So maybe your state is on the list. This just happens to be a uh, channel three Connecticut article. Connecticut now considered a top state for people who are moving and they're talking about in. For I mean, it's like, again, last year I think we I think we were the 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 most people were moving out of our state. I mean, literally just 365 days ago. Actually, I feel like it was probably just like seven months ago. Last year we were in the top four. Even first. in January we yeah, were probably probably in January that. again because the trend. <laughs> and you can go up on how many walks. You can look all the stuff. HowManyWalks.com. That's really talking about how wealth moves around. Right. Connecticut's one of the worst states for outbound migration when it comes to wealth. But Connecticut's also been. Uh, in negative migration mode here for years. And then now all of a sudden this pandemic hits and last year, just alone, we were number four for most outbound moves of any state. Well, now when United van lines looked at motivations for people who moved between March and August, 2020, Connecticut ranked third among states to which those people moved into as it relates to Right. The pandemic. So this top states on this list, percent of moves from state where well, COVID right, was they a said they, factor. Well, as a COVID impacted move, yes. Because like, they said about 65% of the people moved because of COVID. Vermont, yes. first on the list, 30%. North Dakota, 28.6%. Connecticut, 20%. Montana, Michigan, Arkansas, Oregon, uh, Massachusetts, Ohio, and Utah round out the top states inbound for COVID impact moves, the top outbound states Mm -hmm. were, this drives me nuts. The number one state is Washington, D.C. Hey, United Van Lines, D.C. is not a state, okay? (laughs) They're not a state, all right? Washington, D.C. won New York, Nevada, Oregon. Wait, 
They're on the list twice. Yeah. Weird. Very. Delaware, California, Minnesota, Massachusetts again on the list. So, yeah. so uh, you're seeing people come in, in and yeah. then out. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Florida, Washington. Uh, the leading reasons for people moving included one, concerns for personal and family health and well-being. Two, desires to be closer to family. Of course. Uh, changes in employment status or work arrangement, mm-hmm. the ability to re- re- uh, work remotely. That's what's really impacted Connecticut. Of course. New York City people yes. coming here. Mm-hmm. And four, desires for lifestyle change or improvement of quality of life. You mm-hmm. hear that over and over and over again. I have a client right now that I'm working with um, that is actually moving from New York to Connecticut. Um, but he actually, and he used to work in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And his job is actually international moving. So, like, obviously, Van Lines is talking, like, so he's moving people in and out of countries residentially. Um, and he's actually, right now, he said that usually his October is the slowest, but his October is actually the busiest month even over last year. Like, mm-hmm. October, like, this year is busier than even any month last year. But he's actually seeing a lot of people moving out of the United States. Yeah. And that's mostly because people are um, losing visas because mm-hmm. they're no longer working. Yeah. So they're now having to move out. So, again, there's so many. I feel like these moving companies have so much information for us to sort of, like, gobble up to. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's a fun uh, fact about the moving companies. So my parents bought the house in Florida. Mm-hmm last year or mm-hmm. the beginning of this year, whenever they did that. And they still have some stuff up here. They've been up here all summer. So uh, my dad called a U-Haul truck and said, hey, I want to bring the you know U-Haul truck down to Florida. I have some stuff to bring up. They said, okay, yeah, no problem. They said, there's two ways you can do this. You can uh, you know pay X price and, and bring it down to Florida and drop it off at the U-Haul, which was like, I forget the exact numbers, but it was two or three times higher than if you bring the truck back to Connecticut because U-Haul has seen so oh, many people. They're, tra- they're losing their trucks. Lose their trucks down <laughs> south. Now, maybe this uh, here that we're talking about is going to help Connecticut bring some of these U-Haul trucks back, but they can't get their trucks out of Florida, out of South Carolina. They can't get them back up ah. to Connecticut. And my dad said, no, I'll pay the higher price. I'm leaving it down in Florida. I'm not bringing it so back. So interesting, yeah. though. That's like a whole other side, like, so that's So that's like a, a weird... Call me if you don't want to drive your truck back. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. A little, little business. That's what I'm talking there. about. Because, I mean, you could drive it back in a day. And if they're charging true. you three times the amount. Yeah, these, these moving companies definitely have a lot of data. I was reading an article recently, San Francisco, how they have such lower... Uh, sales um, tax this year because there's so many people moving out of the city because now they can work anywhere in California. Well, yeah, I think that San Francisco has sort of been on, a, on on the verge of 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 this for a bit, though. Anyway, but uh, I don't think it's a racket. A lot of people moving around, making life decisions right now, and you just got to be able to, as an agent, be able to help people with those moves. Of course. Well, companies well. are also making a lot of decisions for these people too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. All right. Marketeer of the week, second time I think he's been the marketeer. I'm sure of the week. I just enjoy him. He or makes he time. makes me smile. Yeah, Ryan Surhant just started a new brokerage. Surhant is the name of it with a period. I love it. Great logo, by the way, Ryan Surhant. Uh, why I think he's the marketeer of the week is all of these auxiliary branches. If you go to his .dot com, we'll link it up. Surhant.com. You see underneath. Or even his Instagram page. I enjoy his Instagram page quite a bit. But. Yeah, great, great <laughs> IG. Uh, great, he's just a great marketer and 
very influential, obviously, in real estate. But if you go to studios or ADX, studios is basically where they're going to, and I believe they've already started with some of these pilots, Mm -hmm. uh, be releasing YouTube shows Mm -hmm. that they own that they create. Big Mm -hmm. Money Energy looks like one of them. Verified Pads. Uh, full disclosure. Borough brokers, I love that too. Three in a million. This one here, I watched the pilot. Three in a million. It's where they take three people, they send them into a New York City apartment, and they say, "You guys get to look, do it, spend as much time as you want there, and then guess the price of the apartment. Whoever gets closest gets a money of uh, a bag of, of money, some some cash prize, hmm. right? So it's like, is Fun. it if it's an eight million dollar apartment, they're just wild guesses all over the place. Um, but so what's really interesting though, because then again, in, in one of his little shtick pieces of launching this, he was talking about how he, um, how it all sort of came about because, you know, three years ago, we sold a house on Instagram. Two years ago, ago he sold a house on YouTube. So that actually is sort of yeah. a fun little piece because that house that he's probably having them guess the price on is on the market. Of course. So, so then it's like... So it's How like a, fun is that? It's an HGTV style show. Three people doing this, doing that. But, but of course you're then watching with three people. So now you're inadvertently now looking at the house yeah. because you're now following these people around. It's kind of... It's I a better storyline than doing a... A house tour. Exactly. A huh. tour. We got to rip that one off and repeat, right? Oh, yeah. Anything... This is why we're sharing it with you. Anything <laughs> Ryan's doing, you should rip off and repeat. We're going to do the same... I love uh, that. And then he's got this ADX, which is where they're going to kind of create uh, all of their tech, I believe. Yeah. Amplified Data Exchange is our tech-powered innovation platform that drives success for sellers, buyers, agents. You, I mean, obviously, you need that if you're going to be opening up your own brokerage. There is a real deal article. I'll also link this up along with his new brokerage uh, site that goes into the move. Uh, supposedly, some of his team is staying put at Nest Seekers International, which, of course, is the brokerage Ryan's been affiliated with for, I want to say, like 12 years. Mm -hmm. And the reason being, there seems to be a little bit of uh, stickiness. He couldn't Mm -hmm. get some of his his, uh, exclusive listings out. You know, he has these developments that take years. I don't think you get them out of Nest Seekers and well, so and I think you get, together. I mean, I think you get charged quite a bit too for recruiting agents out of a company, even if they're on your team. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many gray areas that we don't even know about because I don't have their contract. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and they've kind of both said, nope, it's just business as usual. Ryan's keeping I'm sure that it here is. doing this. Yeah. It, there's going to be a transition where he's going to bring everybody over from Nest Seekers over to Sirhan. Um, listen, I think this is the type of innovation going back to Zillow. This is the type of innovation. He's got a a studios department where they're creating original content. We've been talking about this for since we started the show, sitting in our studio in our real estate office. Like how can you be, you know, be creating your own original content so that you can actually have a shot of building a brand in your market better than Zillow. I don't believe everybody, a hundred percent of agents is going to be going all the way back to racket number one on employees someday. But if you don't have a better model of building a brand and you don't have highly efficient independent contractors that are following a system that actually works like Ryan is putting together mm-hmm. right now for his agents and building a brand for his agents and you're just that individual agent hoping you know the brokerage world is just going to never change and be what it's always been mm-hmm. you're toast yeah these are the things you got to be doing Ryan you're once again the marketeer of the week he is taking over 
the real estate industry. I love it. The S period. I'm yeah, it's a hot logo. It's we good. like logos. I love logos. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, lo- I like to logo anything. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we spend way too much time on logos. All right, Ryan. Great job. Um, if anybody has a marketeer that we could like to share, love more so though your opinion on the, if you're paying attention to the employee agent model, what your thoughts on are, are of it. Uh, love to hear from you in the comments. All right. That's it. Keep it real, guys. See ya.